Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. It's episode 127 and uh, as always, I've got the man, the myth, the legend, Ash Playstead in the virtual corner. How are you, Ash? I am loving it, James. I'm really well and look, the, this topic today, close to home, it's uh, close to my heart, so I'm looking forward to diving into this one. Me too, me too, and, and listeners, it's very close to, to mine as well. And um, the topic today is natural-born salesmen, um, and believe it or not that both myself and Ash are complete opposites of natural salespeople. Um, you know, I guess it might seem... That way, given what we do, we, we run this podcast, we present on stage and things like that, but it is certainly does not and has never come naturally to me. I don't know about you, Ash. Uh, we could probably share a little bit about our stories and then listeners, what we want to do is deconstruct what successful salespeople actually do so that you can become amazing at sales even if you're an introvert, even if you're someone that's not natural at quote unquote sales. So maybe let's quickly share our stories first, Ash. This will be, uh, this will be interesting. And then we'll get into the nuts and bolts. Yeah, yeah. Terrific, James. And that's a great starting point. Um, look, from my perspective, I, you know, I've been in finance obviously a long time, but my previous role to mortgage broking was really in the corporate environment where you, you know, you're a cog in the machine. Um, so, you know, even though you, you may have been selling, you, you know, you were, you know, a piece of a puzzle. You weren't running your own business with all the responsibilities of finding clients, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when I came to the mortgage industry, um, you know, one of the shocks, I guess, to my, my mind and, and my nature being a very reserved and introverted person was the push and almost the force saying, you know, you've got to get out there and talk to people. You've got to introduce yourself to people. You've got to start conversations. And I'm like, what? Um, you know, we, you know, because I got into the industry with an organisation that generated leads for you, which was one of the big attractions. And I probably a lot of mortgage brokers, you know, a lot of our listeners might uh, relate to this, that, uh, you know, they join a, a business where the leads are generated for you. Um, and that was certainly one of the things early on for me. However, it very quickly became apparent that it wasn't quite as simple as that. You still had to go and talk to people. You still had to, you know, quote, unquote, sell something to people. What were we selling? Well, in my mind, we're selling a loan. Well, I was nearly sick in my mouth, right, to be honest, because the thought of actually selling something to someone who may or may not necessarily want it was absolutely uh, the opposite of what I enjoy doing. So that, that that was a real shock to me, actually, and I found it really hard for quite a long period of time to, to, to get used to and to find a way that worked for me to 
integrate my values, my beliefs, my 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 personality and my nature into the process of building a mortgage business. Um, that does require you talking to people. Of course, you can't you, you can't systemize everything to the point of not actually talking to people. You can certainly systemize a lot to reduce a lot of the friction. But in my case, uh, you know, going out and pulling up in the car out the front of a real estate agent's office and having to go inside and introduce myself and say, hey, I'm Ash, will you send me clients? It's like, honestly, it, it nothing, there's nothing I wanted to do less than yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, listeners, like there's nothing I wanted to do less, but I, I sort of forced myself to do it. And over time, with some good advice and um, mentoring and my own sort of personal determination, I figured a few things out and actually learnt to utilise my natural characteristics to my advantage rather than trying to be someone I wasn't. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Trying to be someone you, you're not. I think that's probably the biggest wake-up call for most people listening to this is that most people think of sales as the salesperson selling a car and the pushy person that comes over or stops you on the street. I think most people mistake sales uh, and think it's actually different to what it really is. And I think that's why people are scared of it. You know, they're scared of having to put themselves out there, scared of rejection, um, whether it's from a customer or a prospect or even a potential partner. But the funny thing is when you break it down, there's actually nothing really to be afraid of. Like, you know, people aren't going to hurt you. Like people are just going about their business and you need to come up with a way of quote unquote selling or just winning business and winning partners that doesn't involve the traditional um, sales process as in the traditional sell. And we hate that, right, Ash? I think you're, you're like mm -hmm. me in that. Uh, my story was pretty similar and I developed a anti-sales system that <laughs> enabled me to quote-unquote sell without ever having to actually do anything that most people would consider sales. And that's, of course, what we teach our members in our trusted advisor sales process. But my, my, um, my backstory is pretty similar to yours, Ash, in that I definitely didn't want to go and talk to people and ask for business and knock on the doors of potential partners because I too, like most of our, of our listeners, thought of those things, those actions, those processes as sales. I didn't understand how to approach those from a position of confidence and power and, you know, remove that fear that is actually not real, to be honest. So <clears throat> I was like you, didn't want to do any of that. Um, struggled to sell. In the early days, I would be very helpful. I would help clients. I would be useful. I'd be valuable, but I wouldn't ask for the business. Like I would almost look for ways to not ask for the business, Ash. Like I would well, I remember yeah. a couple of times where I went to see a client and we talked strategy. It's probably at their house for an hour, two hours. And I, I left essentially with a task to go away and create some ideas for them. And then I came back and probably spent another hour or two showing them what I'd come up with and still leaving without an application form or any progress, like two or three mm -hmm. or four meetings because I couldn't take charge and lead the process 
and arrive at a particular outcome in a systematic way because I was scared of being a salesperson. I hadn't yet figured out how to get the result without having to do the things I didn't want to do. And that's what we'd love to share today, uh, but maybe we can dive into more of that. It's that last mile, right, James, it's that last mile, and I, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to this, whether it's directly with clients or particularly with referral partners. It's, I think we all get it, you know, go out and talk to people. That's not necessarily what our greatest fear is. What I have seen many, many times is the greatest fear tends to be that last bit, which is actually asking or the perception of actually having to say, hey, can you give me business? That's what people fear. That's the vast majority of fear is centered around that last little piece, not the lead up, not the, you know, not even all of that, even though that may carry some fear. The main fear is how do I actually get the business? What's this process, this mysterious process that other people seem to be really good at, but I just don't get, which is what are they doing that they get all the business that I'm not doing? Is there some ninja secret born salesperson process, which I want to get into in a minute, like the concept of natural born sales uh, person. So this is where a lot of the fear resides. And this is, of course, where we do a lot of work to help realign our members, how they approach these discussions from a much more natural conversational perspective. Because, you know, sales is the most noble profession on the planet. Like sales is giving people what they need and want. Like it's so we're not giving something to somebody that they don't need or want. So if we take that thinking forward, it's like, okay, how do we now deal with this fear of that most brokers have and most people have is I have to be somebody other than who I naturally am in order to get a sale. And this is what I really want to focus on is this perception that somehow rather great salespeople have got this gift of the gap. They've got the ability to talk people into taking their product in a way that is some sort of God-given skill, mm -hmm. right? Now, that that may have existed, I don't know, in the 1980s, you know, in the white shoe brigade, we you know, sweet-talking car salespeople, maybe. But in the mortgage industry, when you're dealing with a very high-stress, high-impact uh, need, that's actually the opposite. And this is where I want to go. There is this great awakening that I hope our listeners get out of this is the secret to being a great salesperson is to be yourself, right? And this is going back to the conversation about introverts, extroverts. I think I think the vast majority of people in our industry are on somewhere on the spectrum of introversion. Now, I'm not saying one's better or worse than the other, but what I want to talk about is the natural skill that introverts have that makes them fantastic in this industry, which is introverts by their very nature prefer the other person to be doing the talking, right? So listeners, does this resonate? Do you prefer other people doing the talking? Do you get told that you're a great listener? Like this is what happens a lot. This is what used to happen to me because, yes, I'm a great listener. That's because I like the other person doing the talking. Now, this might seem odd, seeing as I'm doing a lot of talking, but this is something that's evolved over a long time for me, James, that being a great listener is something that's natural for introverts, 
And also they really take on board what the other person is saying without having this preconceived position about what they're going to say. That makes them fantastic at empathising and understanding and connecting with people. This is the great power that introverts have. Now, I'm not saying extroverts can't be good at this too, but they probably look at introverts and go, I don't get you. And introverts look at extroverts and go, I don't get you either. But both have their benefits. But in the large majority, most people operating in this industry have a degree of introversion to their nature, which is a great power because it allows you to connect, understand, empathize, and gain insights to allowing the client to tell you truly what's going on with them. And this is where you can win massively. It's not about the product. In some ways, it's not even about the strategy. It's mostly about your capacity to listen and understand the other person's needs. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And when I was thinking about um, natural-born salesmen, salespeople, salesperson, um, I was just thinking to myself. It came into my mind just as you finished talking, Ash. That well, I think everybody, everybody, are natural-born salespeople. I think everybody are. It's just in different ways. I think that's what you were sort of alluding to, Ash, is that what we see in the movies and on TV and in pop fiction, pop culture, is the salesperson that has the gift of the gab and that doesn't stop talking and they could literally just, you know, using their gift of sales power, um, you know, what we see, talking, you know, building rapport, overcoming objections and convincing that person to buy something that they may even not need. That's what we see as a traditional salesperson. But I think everybody is naturally born at this, right? Um, mm. Don't you think about it? Like we have to be 100%. to survive. Like we, you have to sell to survive in this world to some degree. So it's just about, as you said, Ash, figuring out what you're best at and maximising that. And well, so if you're great at talking, awesome. Like figure out a system to put, you know, to utilise that great skill and to figure out at the same time what your weaknesses are within sales so that you can systemize that too. So for example, if you're a natural gift of the gab, um, you're probably not going to need as many scripts and processes and stuff to follow because you'll be more than happy to build rapport and extract information and suggest things and ask for the business. But there are things that you probably miss doing that you'll need to systemize. On the flip side, Many of the introverts you've talked about, Ash, which are most brokers, uh, may not have that gift of the gab, but their strengths are likely to be in the ability to listen and solve and present back findings. But their weaknesses might be in the ability to take control and lead and essentially ask for business. So you have to find a way to systemize the things that you're weak at. Um, Did I sort of go off topic there or does that make sense? No, 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 that's a that's a key insight, 100%. Like, and what I took and just listening to what you're saying there, uh, James, is really powerful is that we are all natural-born salespeople. We've just got to understand ourselves better. You know, understand yourself better will allow you to understand what parts of your personality work best in the provision of services because you're 100% right. Everybody in every industry, in every domain is involved at some level or the other in the provision of services to somebody else. 
Right? We are all in that, whether we're the, the, the giver of the services or the receiver of the services, our whole day is filled with buying groceries, getting petrol, offering a mortgage, you know, taking our kids to school where the teacher provides the service. You know, this is the world we live in. Everything is built around the provision and acceptance of services. So we all have natural abilities that can be utilised in building a business that allows us to do what we're best at. And I think the big takeaway or it's almost the big misunderstanding, I think, that's been perpetrated in, in the industry for many, many, many years is that you have to be a sweet talker. You have to talk a lot. You have to have the gift of the gab. And essentially, you have to be somebody that you're you're not in order to get ahead. Um, I used to talk about this with my father all the time who worked in life insurance. And my father's an introvert, you know, just as I am, as my son is. It must be hereditary, maybe. Um, But he worked knocking on doors, door to door, for 20 years selling life insurance in the 1970s. Can you think of anything tougher than that? Mm -hmm. Like, what's an introvert doing walking door to door selling life insurance? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you know, I learned this from my father. It's a noble profession, and you just be yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not. And that's the biggest learning that I could ever pass on to anybody: is know yourself, be yourself. I think that's a very uh, powerful and simple uh, reminder for everybody in the in the area of sales. And I guess I'll, you know, to to add my final thoughts. I, I guess I've mentioned it already, but just as a Thing so that people can leave with something to do and focus on. And that's that if you are an introvert and you're most likely comfortable listening and being and, and taking information and coming up with solutions, make sure you build a system that allows you to take control of the process and lead the situation and ask for the business. Because introverts, by nature will not lead or control the meeting. And if you don't lead or control the meeting, you're done. So as an introvert myself, I'd built a system that enabled me to take control of the meeting without having to do it in a, you know, salesy, talkative, gift of the gab type of way. I built a system that put me in the position of the leader in control of the meeting. I was still able to do what I was best at, which is listen and ask questions, follow the system. And then the system took away out of my hands the need for selling and asking for business. So that's what you guys need to do. If you're sitting there going, I'm a talker, I've got the gift of the gab, I'm an extrovert, great. You've got the ability to do a lot of these things naturally. You'll naturally take the lead. You'll naturally control. You'll naturally ask for the business. What you're probably going to be weaker at is a system to actually follow through. Now, I don't know if you'll back me up on this, Ash, but most salespeople, gift of the gab, they're so good at naturally just talking, helping and selling that they don't have a strong system to actually deliver on what came out of their mouth. (laughs) Oh, it's a great point, James. And we see this a lot in the real estate industry. We love our real estate uh, brothers and sisters who are very sort of uh, interdependent systems. But the real estate system has, for a long time, uh, elevated people who can talk a lot and who can sell a lot and who can convince people to to 
make an offer, accept an offer, all of that sort of stuff. So it's naturally attracted in the past a high degree of extroverts who like talking uh, and enjoy talking and, in, and enjoy convincing people of their view of the world. Now, that's changing and, and the, the mortgage industry particularly has changed because people don't want to be sold a mortgage, right? What people want is a solution to a problem. There's really, that's the only thing you're selling. A mortgage is just a product that they're taking in order to solve a problem or to achieve an outcome. (laughs) Sorry, I got to interrupt, Ash. I just had this vision of like, you know, a mortgage person trying to sell it like it's a suit or a shirt or a dress or something. (laughs) Oh, you look amazing in that mortgage. That mortgage is safe for you. (laughs) Would you like some uh, fries or a tie with that mortgage? Well, look, that's hilarious. But you know what? I I think in the in, deep in the recesses of the minds of a lot of our listeners that certainly existed for me at a time was there's the belief that that's what you have to do. Like it's the whole McDonald's production line. It's like you look great in that, you know. And I think if it if it does come to a suit, that is probably okay. But people don't want that with a mortgage. What people want is to to be understood and to trust you. Because it's a, taking a mortgage, as we all know, all of you listeners, you would know this, taking a mortgage out is probably in the top three most stressful things in someone's life to that point. It's taking on a big debt with all of the risks and stresses and uncertainties that they need to do in order to get what they really want, which is a beautiful home yeah. or an investment property. So the, the, the mortgage is the medicine they have to take to get what they really want, which is the house. Yeah. So there's nothing to sell with a mortgage. It's like, it's it's something that they need to do in order to get an outcome. And once you once you accept that, it becomes what I would consider relatively straightforward to build a system and process around you. As you said, James, this is what we do every day with our member. That's why we love we love helping people systemize around their natural attributes and their natural skills. And in fact, often we've got to pull people away from trying to be someone they're not and actually teach them and show them how to build around what they're naturally good at. Yeah. It's, I guess that's good news, you know, at the end of the day for our listeners and, and for most introverted mortgage brokers, it's great news that you don't have to be a natural born salesman. You don't have to be natural at these things because, I mean, look at accountants, you know, they're the most trusted people in many people's lives, yet they are the complete opposite to the natural flamboyant salesman. So I think mortgage broking is quite similar. You know, at the end of the day, your partners, your prospects, your clients, they need someone that's dependable, stable, like consistent, will listen, will lead, and is very level-headed. They don't necessarily want the person that's going to gift to the gab and uh, do the sale on them. So, you know, just use what you're good at, systemize the rest, and, you know, once you've done that, you can back yourself to knock on the door of anybody or to, um, you know, tap anybody on the shoulder and use your strength and systemize the rest. Well, I know when I figured this out, uh, James, my business tripled overnight. Uh, oh, seriously, when I figured this out after two years of flogging myself to death with trying to be a, what I would call a quote unquote, uh, sort of textbook salesperson, which is letting the customer drive the process and selling to them. Uh, when I accepted that I just needed to be who I was and you know, operate that way, my business literally tripled overnight from the same amount of opportunities because that's what customers want. 
They don't want you to sell them anything. They want a solution, and they just need to know that they're understood and trusted. And let, let's go. There's, this is this is the secret, in my opinion. Is there's no tying a bow on the sale by saying, "Do you want to buy my product?" I never, I don't recall ever having that conversation. Saying after talking to a customer or a referral partner, "Do you want to do business with me?" It's like I never say that. No, never say that. No. It's like it's just a net. The way it works when done properly is them doing business with you, whether it's a client or a referral partner or anybody else, it's a natural conclusion to a process. Correct. When you build the process, the sales process correctly, which is what we teach in our trusted advisor process. So when you install that correctly, it removes all of the need to sell. And I was the same, Ash, you know, you said you tripled your business and I was the same. I, I struggled initially when I, I said earlier at the start of today, you know, seeing a customer for two, three times for hours without walking away with an application. Uh, when, when I figured this out and built a system that supported my strengths, uh, within the next six months, I was doing three, four, five million dollars a month. So from pretty much zero to 20, 30 grand a month in the early days was a massive deal for me. Uh, and that's what's possible for everyone when they, you know, follow our advice and do these sorts of things. So I'm glad that we uh, had this conversation, Ash. Have you got any final thoughts on this one? Well, we're in furious agreement on this. So look, listeners, whoever you are, wherever you are, take away that the key to this is two things, maybe three, is work out what your natural attributes are. Are you extrovert? Are you introvert? Where are you in that? What do you enjoy the most? Do you enjoy talking or do you enjoy listening? Right, that's number one. Number two, then build a system around that that allows you to do more of what you're naturally good at. And number three, get advice to do it the right way because the other pieces of the puzzle are what's the process and systemization that goes behind this that liberates you to, to work within your comfort zone, right? I mean, there are lots of things in life where pushing outside your comfort zone is the right thing to do. But in when it comes to natural-born salesmanship, it's the opposite, is work out what your comfort zone is, build a system that allows you to operate from that place and watch the business roll in. Yep, 100%. Uh, this has been an awesome episode, listeners. Hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you'd like to get a copy of our system, you know, if you'd like to learn our trusted advisor frameworks and systems that you can just use, then uh, jump over to brokeridearsgroup.com.au and click the button, book a chat with our team and... Uh, They'll have a chat to see where you're at and, and see if it's appropriate for you to join one of our programs, where that is just one of the many resources we have in our tool belt. So, yeah, great episode, Ash, and uh, I'm really looking forward to next time. Listeners, looking forward to seeing you next time too. Until then, stay cool, stay safe, and uh, keep winning. Love it, James. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember... Life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.